from the great philosopher Robert Warshaw. Bedoya has been one of the best club captains in Major League Soccer over the last two seasons. He's been everything you want from a leader. He works his butt off on every play. He's selfless on the field. He holds teammates accountable. He mentors younger players. And he provides a front-facing persona for the club. The union's success this year would almost would be almost unimaginable without both Bedoya's play and his leadership. Bobby Warshaw. Nice. Brothers Podcast here, presented by the Brotherly Game. It's me, AJ, here with... It's me, Luke. Um, this is episode number 34. No union players have worn the number 34. Yeah. So we're going to call this one the Jark McKelliot. And Luke, go ahead and tell us why you came up with the name Jark McKelliot. AJ just made it up. I just made it up. <laughs> no, it's uh, Jack Elliott and Mark McKenzie, number three and number four. Cheers. Cheers. To that. Yeah. So s- starting center backs, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for our first episode that has no players, that, that was perfect. Two yeah. center backs are just crushing it right now. Um, couldn't be happier with the two of them. So uh, this yeah. is for them. This is this is for you, Jark McKelliot. We're going to talk about the LAFC 1-1 tie, all the awesomeness that was. Uh, a little bit of not awesomeness, I guess, might be in there. We'll talk about where we stand in the playoffs and why these games all matter right now. Um, in the second half of the episode, I might talk a little bit about our guy, Tommy Smith. Some things I heard from watching at home. A little supporter section talk. We might bring up our buddy, Joe Lister. We'll preview the Red Bull game and give you our predictions. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode. Thanks for being here on the Jark McKelliot. So... <laughs> on the Jark McKelliot. On the Jark McKelliot. Um, so the LAFC game. Yeah, Luke, you were there. Yeah, I was there. It was pretty great. Um... The stadium was packed. It was over 19,000 uh, in attendance. It's like, I think it was the third. Third biggest third in biggest. Union history. And yeah, and it it showed. It looked pretty great. Um, I, was, I wasn't I was in our normal seats. Um, we were in actually in a suite with uh, Independence Blue Cross. The shouts to them. Sweet. It was pretty fun. Um, so I got a good uh, kind of like a little higher view of, our, of the game from a kind of like Caddy corner of the Keystone Ultras, like in the mm-hmm. opposite corner. So, got a good view of everything. It was pretty cool. It was, I think, it was the first time I've seen so many people standing though, like like around like got like the the river the rails and stuff. Or what's what's the ale the ale deck thing? Ale deck, yeah. Like yeah. I guess we never like see that angle from our, our seats. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, was able, yeah, I saw like it was packed. Like so many people were standing and watching the game. So it was like really really cool to see uh, like just so many people there and even overflowing, you know, out of the seats. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. So yeah, LAFC comes to town. Looked like they brought a good supporter section too. I didn't. Yeah, it's, that's Did one thing from, from that from my seat. We couldn't see that side, okay. so I couldn't really see how many were there. But I mean, I heard more Sons of Ben than them. Amen. So. And the Keystone State Ultras. Yeah, yeah, I heard some more. Yeah, more of a from the River End than anywhere else. Obviously. So, so. so I was watching at home on TV, ESPN Plus, and I'll tell you, the crowd was awesome sounding. Uh, both supporter sections coming through loud and clear. You could the visual was a full stadium nice. and then the sound coming through was very very clear taylor twelman screamed about it a whole lot about the the atmosphere on another he, when he was broadcasting another game he 
talked about the union atmosphere and talked about it on Twitter. He was getting goosebumps. So props to everyone who got out there. Yeah, that's actually like it is a big deal. Like there's been a there's a, a like most MLS teams really do struggle with attendance and the fact that we were able to we we have a, you, like historically been one of those teams. The fact that we've been able to turn around and have sold out, you know, the past what like at least three games. Right, so we've had seven sellouts this year. Seven, oh, yeah. Um, and that's all despite the stadium being in Chester. Yeah, and, like, we're still so not, like, don't have, like, Marco Fabian's our biggest star, and he wasn't even there tonight, but, like, we still, like, are getting people to the stadium just because we're putting out such a great product, and that's just pretty amazing. Yeah, it's all about winning. Win on the yes. field, win off the field. There you yeah. go. So how do we do on the field? We didn't win. We tied. No, we didn't. We tied. And <laughs> <laughs> so spoiler, yeah, spoiler, we tied. Um, um, it was. I think that's a, a pretty fair result. Um, it was a pretty one of like the highest quality games we've seen the Union play in a long time, or maybe in a week because it, or two weeks because it was a, the Atlanta game was pretty high quality nah, too. The Pumas game was pretty high quality. <laughs> was it? Well, I didn't watch, Proof, but exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely felt different just watching. Felt like two teams who were playing at a higher level than uh, lots of games that you kind of see in, in the MLS. Uh, and so LA, LAFC comes in. They're no doubt the best team in the league, no doubt the most dangerous team in the league with uh, rosters just filled with guys who can score. Um, yeah, more more guys on than you can count on one hand who can score multiple goals at any moment. Right. Yeah, it just felt like a game that w- there's such quality on the field on both sides that it just, like, it just emulated throughout the entire game. It just, like, it was just a matter of what side was going to execute the most. Yeah. And it so wasn't a matter, or it was more just a matter of, like, which uh, which side was going to improve their quality the most, really. Yeah, so let's get into what we did see on the field. Um, so the Union right out, came out strong right away, and... It's exactly what Jim Curtin talked about in the pregame. Um, if you haven't got a chance to see, it was kind of like a behind-the-scenes video they put out on Twitter. He said, the first 15 minutes, let's have some organized chaos. And right away, three minutes in, they get that goal. And that goal was awesome. Yeah. Um, Fafa, he, he is... He created that goal. He created that goal. So he, he wins the initial header off of Blake's foot. Um, so he wins the header and then immediately turns and sprints downfield for Bedoya... Uh, to play on the ball to the corner and then chipped in that little cross to which Casper was just tall enough to reach and looped it right over the keeper. Right. Um, and one thing on that goal, like, I think it was interesting to see because um, it was initially, like, once uh, Bedoya got the ball, it was like Casper, like, was about to make that kind of that same run to where Fafa was going to go. But, like, see, he saw, like, he knew, he saw Fafa going, making that same run and it, and it was just, like, a good, like, chemistry moment where he saw Fafa like that position like Fafa's position is the right person to make that run to the to the corner and so Casper like saw then shifted his run back to the center of the field to be, get, get ready for the cross because if he made the run to the corner then it'd be like no one in the box to serve it in so right it just, it just felt like a good mm-hmm. chemistry moment from everyone in the in that play so seeing ahead of like two steps ahead three steps ahead mm-hmm. seeing what's going to happen um also a little detail that I didn't see until the the replay was that even if uh, what was the goalie Tyler Miller, yes, who was, yeah. Um, even if he got a fingertip on it or it bounced off the crossbar, we would have scored because Brendan Aronson had followed the play all the way. He never stopped. Even after the header, he continued running in, following the ball. And so, even if Miller got a touch or something and the ball landed right in front, Aronson was there. So again, thinking two steps ahead, right. just like 
uh, a good team should. Uh, so Fafa, Fafa, all game, he was working hard, working hard. Unfortunately, I kind of feel like some of his work isn't going to be appreciated as much as it should be because he did have a couple couple misses. One at the very end, that was a tough angle, but he could have at least put it on frame. Mm-hmm. But the big one was a ball played back by Casper. Yep. And as a striker, it was a pretty basic ball played back to you on the ground and kind of just flubbed it into the ground and it right. bounced up easily to yeah. Miller. And he had the space. He was like kind of pretty central, like right in front of the goal and had, had a lot to shoot at, but didn't get the cleanest uh, take on it. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, we all, I mean, we like Fafa and he, yeah. he works hard and he's a... And he's he's a, still, he still gets himself in the right position. So, yeah. so often. So much good. So much good yeah. on the field. Defensively too. Like he, he has, his work rate is unreal. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a shame. Yeah, he just needs to find... Yeah, I mean, that's how you dr- judge... You know, attacking players, how many right. goals they score. So it's it's still something to critique, obviously. So, but he definitely got the start, and he he made the most of it. I right. thought, yeah. Despite, well, maybe not the most of it, but he made a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, another thing that um we were kind of hoping for, look, getting to this game was that uh, Andre Blake was going to have a to show up and have a great game. And I think he I think he had a pretty good game. I think he. Made some great saves that really bailed us out um, when LAFC created some great chances and got behind our defense. He controlled his box. He, he was off his line real quick and was very clean in doing that. Also, his footwork, his, his playing the ball out of the back was very clean. He didn't have any silly mistakes, but also he had some accurate balls out to the wings. Um, there was one nerve-wracking moment where he had to put the – he had like a uh, – I forget who the striker was. Maybe it was Vela. I don't know. Someone was coming down on him really fast, and he had to pull the ball back behind him. And he was, like, right in front of our own goal. So he couldn't even just, like, back heel it out of bounds in an emergency. He had to, like, do a back, uh, kind of, like, pull the ball back oh, behind yeah, yeah. his left yeah, that foot. that was nice. No, no, I wouldn't I mean, it nice. It, it was lucky that he pulled it off and it, yeah, like he a, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to see a keeper doing any fancy moves that you uh or striker, especially right. if he's like right in front of our goal. Yeah, that, yeah it was there, but yeah, but I mean, it was it was nice executed. He like, executed. Yeah. He executed, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that was something we were definitely looking for, and he he had a very good game as yep. far as his feet, and then shot stopping and coming off his line to control his box. He he yeah, he, was, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, one of things. You want to give a comment to a uh, Mister Gaddis? Is that what the uh, note is? So in my phone, as I'm watching and making notes about the game. As for Gaddis, solid. He was solid all night. Just really, really clean on and off the ball. There were a couple times when he would still, like, get up ahead of Bedoya and just was, like, screaming, get back. Like, you yeah. don't need to be the attacker here. Um, so I, that's an interesting note you bring up because I want to – because on the other side. Okay. Um, I was – so I, I had the game. I was, I was in, the, in the suite, and I was next to uh, a guy who – was a former indoor professional soccer player. Give him a shout-out. What's his name? Angelo. <sighs> crap. D'Angelo Vickers? No, not D'Angelo Vickers. Angelo. Crap. Oh, he played for the, the Pits- Pittsburgh Spirit, uh, friends with our buddy Chris. Actually, his high school coach. Yeah. And um, Cool Italian dude. Super smart. Oh, uh, yeah, he was so smart. Angelo Albanese. And yeah. so. And he was, yeah, cool dude. Really, really fun to watch a game with. He was, and he's very analytical in watching the game. So I was sitting next to him, and kind of he was – sharing his points and we're kind of going back and forth. And he was, one thing he noticed a lot was um, that on the, on the other side of the, on our defense, Kai Wagner was 
never going forward. And he always saw the space. Uh, Angelo always saw that like there's space for him to go forward. There's opportunity for him to go forward and be influential in the attack. But Wagner stayed at home pretty much the entire game. But he also had a great game because he shut down Carlos Vela. And I feel like that was uh, like his job. I think Curtin probably told him like stay at home, just worry about your defense, lock down Vela, and that's all I want you to think about tonight. And that and it seemed like that's what, what his plan was, and he executed it really, really well because, I mean, Carlos Bell is an incredible attacker, one of the probably the best player in the league right now. I don't care what Ibra says. I think he's the best player in the league. Yeah, um, shut up, Slot, Ibra. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Wagner handled him. Like, it, it seemed like a pretty comprehensive performance by him. Yeah, Vela was definitely shut down for most of the game, and even to the point where he was – drifting a lot into the middle. There's even one point where he had moved all the way onto our right side. That was scary. And I saw him and Gattis near each other, and I was like, oh, boy, here we go. But, I mean, Gattis usually does pretty decent one-on-one, so I wasn't too nervous, but um, I was glad to see Vela come back to our left side against Wagner. So, yeah, that was Wagner. Wagner in my phone, I put awesome. Just uh, I think he, he played phenomenal, won a lot of 50-50s. Um, positionally cut off a lot of passes did real well there overall i was really impressed with the team defense yeah just uh from midfield back to our box it just seemed like the whole team bought into we need to all work together to stop this entire team that's attacking us because it's not just one two guys with lafc it's i mean they uh, from latif blessing up to vela diamande rossi um i mean they they've uh Who's uh, Mark Anthony K? Yeah, Atuesta. I don't know if you said that, but Atuesta. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's six guys in there, attackers who, from what I can remember, all had decent shots or decent opportunities in the game, and who can all score. And so the team, yeah. as even a Rodriguez, whole, went in there when subbed in for. Oh Bella. yeah, like they, they just have so much incredible talent on that team. Yeah, that sub would that guy was worth a lot of money. Wouldn't he be our most expensive signing? And he came off the bench for oh, them by far. I'm sure. Um, He's a guy who scored against U.S. and for for Uruguay. That's all right. And over the over the break, he's a really big prospect and talented player. And so, yeah, the union is all as as a whole. Midfielders are dropping in to double team players uh, defensively. Our back line was slowing them down to allow players to kind of get back in position. There weren't over committing players leaving space behind them or big gaps between our lines. And that was a big thing. LAFC likes to attack down the middle and kind of play balls through, through a back line into the space. And the union weren't allowing that. And the only times they did allow it, Blake came out and gobbled it up. So we kind of only allowed it in spots where Blake was able to cover. Right. Yeah. And I also just want to shout out to, I mean, Mark McKenzie had a awesome game. We see you also had to deal with Vela's uh, attack. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, I mean, it wasn't just Wagner wasn't like isolated on a Vela the whole time. It doesn't make sense. I bet, yeah, McKenzie was like, organized and confident and yeah like this i mean i guess the whole defense line like they weren't scared of lafc which would be understandable if they were but they they really weren't and they they played up to the up to the challenge and yeah it was just a a great performance all around yeah our union aren't afraid of anyone yeah like this is the team to be afraid of like it's okay to be afraid of this team who's historically incredible they're like breaking records and their this offense is like but we were Going not. Crazy and, yeah, I mean. We went toe-to-toe with them. We went offensive. We got the first goal. We had chances all game. I mean, granted, LAFC did have times where they controlled the game sure. and 
we were pinned back for a while and we also made a lot of mistakes on our own. Like I felt like this game more than usual, we were trying to like kind of just uh play the ball out of the back with like small passes when sometimes we could have just used a big boot. Just, just yeah. Just throw it into their end and find our shape, reset. But we were kind of creating some turnovers and giving them some opportunities to keep the possession in our final third, which it's kind of just unnecessary. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to just boot it long, reset, and then uh, defend the next attack. Yeah, and, and it's something that actually I was reading some articles like just you know about this game afterwards, and one of the LAFC, um, the LAFC uh, site, Angels on, Parad- on, Angels on Parade.com, the SB Nation site for them, they're writing about how the, in this game uh, the Union's long ball really gave LAFC a, a big, uh, big, a lot of trouble. And that's something that apparently they've been dealing with this whole season. That's been a big weakness, their defense. And something that like, I, like I got through saying, like there's playing mistakes coming out of the back with the small passes, like playing the long ball is actually, actually pretty effective. And obviously on the goal, that's what, how that mm-hmm. goal was created. But, um, that's something that, yeah, we could have obviously like maybe done even more and could have potentially created more, another goal or two. And I feel like when we were previewing this game, we talked about like a way to beat them would be just to go after the defense and sure. almost like, I, yeah, I honestly just, didn't think it would be a long ball kind of approach, though. Yeah, I just, I just feel like there was space behind them that we could run at them, just yeah. based on minimal games that I've seen of LAFC. Right. But, um, turns out I saw everything I needed to see because <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh-huh. Maybe. Um, Santos got in. He, he played pretty decent. I was actually pretty pleased with him. I saw him uh, do a little bit on defense as well. Like he did have uh, some defense work, but he also did offensively. He got himself in on a break. Unfortunately, his shot was dragged wide from the left side. Yeah. But then I thought he, that was going to be it. Yeah. That would have been a big, big moment, but then he had another big moment of the game, which if you're just checking the highlights on MLS soccer.com, they did not include this in the highlight package, probably because it's a little controversial, but I'm sure it'll be in there. That what's the instant, instant replay. replay? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, sure, it will be, but who knows? Who knows with yeah. those scumbags? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Out. Uh, so it's Bobby Warshaw, that's guy we opened with. Oh yeah, Robert Warshaw, <laughs> the great philosopher, uh, Mechanicsburg. Oh yeah, shouts to him. Uh, what am I was talking about? Oh yeah, Santos had a big chance where the ball was played back to him, similar to the same spot that Fafa missed his opportunity from. Right, and Santos. Settled, hit a shot, kind of hit the arm of the LAFC guy, but the arm wasn't really outstretched. It was kind of like maybe he an couldn't eight. move, like he couldn't get his arm out of the way quick enough. Kind right. of right. It was and like it an, was it was close an, enough to his body right. that it wasn't and super controversial. If you like, I don't know. Have your arm squeezed against your body and then move it out like an inch, maybe a second inch. That's probably about as far out as his arm was, and it hits his arm. Some people are saying controversy on it should have been a handball or not. Santos immediately called for a handball because he had the best view of it. The ref waved it off. Um, it was that, one of those that, like, I think I, I'm fine with it not being called, but it's, like, one of those that, like, certain refs in certain occasions would call that. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're thinking, like, give us that one chance, you know? Yeah, if it had been called against us, I would have been pissed. Sure. And so for that reason, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with it not being called. The whole handball thing, I just, I don't know. With VR, VAR, I don't know anymore. It's just anything can be anything. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then the ball ended up going to Fafa, who missed, missed his shot. So 
a little bit of controversy maybe, but uh, it's good to be going toe-to-toe with LAFC, fighting, getting some chances of our own, chances to win it. Um, and their goal wasn't, it was an ugly goal. It was an ugly goal. It could have been a very nice oh, goal. Yeah, if Kay finished, that would have been an incredible goal. Yeah, I can't decide if I wished he did or not. It'll, yeah, it'll, like, because I didn't want to Giving see. up a goal, on, a pretty goal rather than a scrappy goal. Yeah, yeah. but I don't want to see the union on the back end of a replay of a good goal sure. over and over. Yeah, it'd be like goal of the week, potentially. Right. Interesting move by Jim Curtin. He, he played this game pretty well. Um, good subs, uh, good starting lineup obviously but you only use two of our three subs how do you what do you think about that yeah so on the on the bench what he left uh Vooten and Fontana as far as offensive and right and I think maybe Fontana would be the sub the third sub I would use um he's kind of just like a little you know provides a little spark off the bench a little bit of energy uh, for the last couple of minutes Vooten maybe isn't as much of an influential sub player um, not that he's not a, a bad player, just not in that in that we role. We just don't know, really. I, I, like I think just really as a, su- I don't, I don't yeah. think he's a good like off the bench guy. I think he's mm-hmm. more of a a sixty minute type guy. Mm-hmm. But um, and uh, what was I going to say? Some better subs and Fontana making a difference, maybe. Anyway, I, so I completely lost my point. Can't really blame Jim. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it would have made a difference, but. You know, we're at one one. We're not being dominated at this point, right? No, and that and that's the uh, the point I was going to make was that uh, Saints just came in for Casper. Yeah. I think that was because Casper got cramped up, and I don't know if that was that was I don't know if that was planned. Mm-hmm. So I think if he was in, went in for probably it probably would have been Fafa. That's what I initially thought. Yeah, as like because well. that's that's kind of a, a usual swap, but we don't usually sub out Casper. But this is like yeah. for an injury, so maybe that messed with. Uh, Curran's plans for the third sub, uh-huh. so he just kind of let it ride. Okay, I can see that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm not upset with those guys on the field. Right. And, and, like, it's not mm-hmm. like you left Elsino on the bench. Like, Fontana right, right. or Wooten wouldn't be, like, Elsino was a good. reliable person off the bench. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, both subs are good. Uh, the players who are on the field were good. I don't know. Yeah, I can't really complain about what was. I know some people complain about not using the third sub, but, you, you, you know, you make subs, things change, and... You know, formations, flow of the game, just chemistry changes. Sure. I mean, hey. Yeah, I mean, it was a fair result. This, yeah. In general, this game was a fair result. Um, I think the fact that we didn't give up a goal in the second half was pretty huge. Um, I know Vela got subbed out, but, you know, bring, like we said, bringing Rodriguez isn't much of a, a downgrade. That guy has a yeah. lot of quality. So I think the fact that we hold them to one ugly goal is, is a lot to be proud of. Um. So the only team time we could play this team again, MLS Cup, MLS Cup, at Merced. Well, no, what's their stadium? Uh, Bank of California. Bank of California. Yeah. So I have my tickets booked. Um, I've November, bought November tickets 10th. to every LAFC game just in case <laughs> it's the final from here on out. No, yeah. So that's the next time we could possibly see them. I kind of, other than the fact that we'd have to go there, I'd like to play them again just yeah. because it was such a high quality game. It was fun to watch. Two teams of high quality soccer going back and forth opportunities, both ways. Um, yeah. I, I just thought from top to bottom, we were very good. Yeah. And it they was, were very good too. It was, and to, and try to compare it to that Atlanta game. Cause I was also very like high quality, high competitive game, but that one felt a little more open and a little more like, I don't know, kind of nervy. Like, mm-hmm. like there's more in the line, obviously cause it was a, a Eastern conference, uh, battle. Um, but this one felt like it was just like two really, really good teams 
just kind of you know almost like you're just playing chess kind of you know just yeah. it was a little more condensed uh-huh. a little little less open but like still like chances were getting created yeah, so on Twitter, Joe Tanzi always asks at halftime for your first half gifts to describe how you're feeling. And most of them were just like about being nervous or jittery or like, and it, it was very accurate to how this, the feeling of this game was. It was just like, even though it was East versus West, it was very intense on the yeah. edge of your seat kind of soccer. And that that's, I, yeah, I'm excited for the Red Bull game this weekend, but. I don't know, playing Atlanta and then playing LAFC. Those two those two games definitely felt different. Right. And I think Red Bull is gonna be kind of a they're they're on a slump. So like yeah, they're, they're not a team I'm super yeah. afraid of anymore. Right, right. I I mean obviously I want the three points. I want us to go in there and win the three points, but right. like LAFC and Atlanta, those are two kind of statement games. That was yeah. pretty cool. All right, so who was your union best, union worst of the night? Um so my union best is going to be McKenzie. Ah, oh, you son of Dude. a gun. That's who I was going to take. Okay. Well done. I was, nope. was going to maybe see, I was going to maybe see Kai Wagner. Okay. Uh, if, if no, you take McKenzie. Okay. I got okay. another one. I got another one. Yeah. I just think, um, I mean, that's, that's a, that he that was center, phenomenal. He yeah, was so good. And that center back role is something that, you know, it's been, you know, changing, uh, change a couple of times mm-hmm. this season. I think he is really proving that it's his and, and he has so much quality and, and we, and something that like, we all kind of forgot because we, we haven't seen him play for so much of this season. And now these past couple of games, and, and he's, it seems like he just keeps getting better and better, getting be- into, the, into the groove. And I, I'm just really uh, excited to, to see him get out there again. Yeah, his, yeah he's going up, up, up. Um, and he just, had a, he just had a rough year with his with injuries some and fluke stuff. injuries. He had, he had to get surgery. Like, I'm just, it's, it's great to see him healthy and back out there and playing great. Uh, yeah, so you took mine. I'm gonna go my union best, then I'll go. I'll go with Blake. I think I, I've been waiting for him to have a real solid game, and this was definitely, I, I'd, I'd say, his best game of the year. Had some big saves, read the box well, played with his feet well, everything we're looking for. Nice. All right. Do you have a worst from this game? Um. Okay. So I didn't think about it too much. I'm gonna. I'll say one. Not that he had a bad game, but I think Harris could have been more influential. Not that, and again, not that he had a bad game at all, but he just is such a high quality player. In a game like this, I feel like he could have just um, made his made his mark a little bit stronger in a, in this game with with the way this game played and 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 his style. I think he just could have uh, just done a little bit more. Okay, that's fair. That I, yeah, I could see that. Um, I weren't you knew him worse. I had two actually. Um, one was gonna be Fabian. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll that talk next. about that Fabian in a little <laughs> bit. Um, that might be after the break at this point. And then the other was a moment. It was the Casper Shabilko. Elsinho gets fouled. Casper picks up the ball, dribbling into the box, but kind of slows up with his arms in the air. Like, where's the foul call? But I, it was just like you're in the box with the ball. Like, don't stop. And he didn't play the whistle. And then eventually he was like, oh crap, I got to play. And, and he crossed the ball into Montero. Mont- I, I thought that could have been a PK call. Looked like Montero was kind of taken out. Yeah, that's the true. Ball. Um, but so that moment was kind of my union worst, where I just wanted Casper to take the ball into the box and just put it far post. Like he scored that goal before. Like he's sure. he's yeah, yeah. played that exact ball where he dribbled into the box and just plays it far post on the ground. He scored that goal, and I don't. I was I was disappointed that he didn't. Maybe it was the cramping that was kind of getting to him or something, right. but. There is another moment from Casper that um, you could point out to 
to call him the Union worst. Uh, it was the it was after that great Aronson run. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, where he, he just took the ball from midfield and into the box and and drove past a couple of defenders. And it was an incredible play from Aronson, and he took a shot and it was uh saved by Miller. And then there's a rebound kind of in the back post. And Casper's just kind of like standing. He just stands there, yeah. And he I, didn't really make an effort to even run towards yeah. the ball, even though it was kind of far from him. But I like, don't think with his speed that like he would have gotten there or anything, but just seeing him stand there was, it was just awkward and a little disappointing that he wasn't uh, following that up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. It was just because of the cramping that was kind of slowing him up for some reason or what, but yeah, that's my union best union worst. Yours too. Uh, well, we've been going for a while. Should we take a break? Let's just, yeah, take a break and then we'll, we'll get into the, the Fabian right, so uh, drama. Yeah. We'll talk mark. about the Fabian Drama, conspiracy theory. We'll talk about the playoff position and why we need to keep winning games. We'll talk about our guy Tommy Smith, supporter section. Joe Lister, we'll want to talk about you, my friend. And we'll talk about a little Red Bull. We all hate Red Bull, so come back after this. Hey, guys, Stupid Brothers back here. Thanks for listening to the first half of the show where we broke down the LAFC game to the best of our abilities. Um, this second half, we're going to talk about Fabian, the playoffs, Tommy Smith, Joe Lister, River and Fun, New York Red Bull, all kinds of good stuff. So let's fire through some of these talking points. Marco Fabian missed the game due to missing a team meeting. Yeah. Conspiracy theories ensue. I, yeah. So <laughs> go on. I don't really, it's, it's hard to like really talk with us because we obviously don't know all the information. I know um, all the information. But go Tell on. me. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, he, I don't get how this happens. Like, I, like, I know, like, players miss beatings. Like, they're still humans. Like, things get, I don't know, confused or, or whatever. Like, we, like, like we said, we don't know what happened. But um, it's, it's, it's weird timing with this, a huge game right, right before uh, th- this meeting and, or right after this big meeting. Um, and, uh, and there's like r- the rumors earlier about like him possibly going to Liga MX, Liga MX. Um, so it's just like kind of conspicuous, but I really don't think there's much to read into that. So I agree. Um, who knows? We don't know the details, so whatever. But what we do know is that the Union tied one one. Would they have been better with Fabian on the field? In your opinion, in your semi-pro um, professional opinion, I don't know. Like, because every guy who played, like especially in the midfield, like had a good game. Like you, you take maybe Fafa out and push Montero out wide. Like that's, that's not a bad look, but Fafa also created that goal. Yeah. Fafa. Uh, yeah. Like Aaron's had a good game. game. Montero, like you can't take Montero off the field. So like, I don't know. Like we played fine. Like I, I don't, maybe he would have been a nice sub to have. That, that's the only thing I was going to say is I liked our starting lineup. Maybe he would have been a good sub. Yeah. And that's but, something, but it's also like, I liked our let's like I like putting in Santos and Elsino. Maybe he would have mm-hmm. been the third sub. I, that's right. that's fine. Right. But like, like Cur- like Curtin said in the in the post game press conference, like we'll never know. Like that's something we'll never get back. Like we just have to move forward. And like that's a healthy way to take it. And so like I don't. It's like something weird. Like something I don't really want to like go through all the hypotheticals because it's just I don't know. There's nothing really there to like you know get out of that kind of conversation. So I, I just hope we kind of maybe get some more details out of why he missed. And because I, I, I don't under, I don't uh, really believe the whole speculation that like he's trying to get off the team and, and you know, just make the move to Liga Mekis because it's like there's four games left of the season plus playoffs. What benefit would that do to you? Yeah, like he's not going to move 
before then. So like he's You're not just, just going to dish this team. Like it, 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 I don't really believe any of that kind of a. Yeah, you just hurt your own value by missing missing a meeting yeah. at this point. All right, good talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on from that. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more once we get more details. That's yeah, not really something get, to speculate let's about. Let's get with some more details. We don't like to speculate on the Doopy Brothers podcast here. Yeah. Um, playoffs. Playoffs. We're talking about them. We're talking about right now the Union. If the playoffs started today, we'd be the number two seed. We'd be hosting New England Revolution. And then when we beat New England Revolution, we would host the winner of the 3-6 matchup, which would be Atlanta versus Red Bull. Now, I don't, I mean, yes, we're at home. That's awesome. Yes, we can beat both, and we have beat both of those teams at home. But honestly, I would like to avoid both of those teams. With that being said, we need to gain points on NYCFC. They got a five-point lead on us. Um, They're also, they're playing Atlanta midweek. Or... Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's that happens, right? Um, I don't know. But right now we're on we're even on games played, so they don't have that weird, you know, nine games in hand right, anymore. That, yeah, yeah. They're still playing at that stupid baseball stadium. But we first place is going to be beneficial, whether it's us, NYCFC, Atlanta, because if you're in third place, you're only getting one home game. If you're in second place, you're getting potentially two home games, but you're going to have to run into one of the other three teams that are top three, obviously. But if you're in first place, so NYCFC gets the first round by plus first place hosts the winner of the four five seed game, which right now is Toronto versus DC United. Neither of those teams I'm very afraid of. Um, oh, I would love to see DC. Oh man, that'd be that great. would be hosting DC in a conference semifinal game. That's great. That would be amazing. We love playing DC. It almost sounds too good to be true. That's like becomes like a trap game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we lose we like them nine so one. Well, like, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a team that, yeah, I'd love. To oh play. yeah. I'd love to see them. Um, yeah. It'd be fun to beat Red Bull in Atlanta at home and, you know, knock them out of the playoffs. But, but yeah, there's a lot more work to be done as a two seed, as a yeah. three seed. So these games are very important to gain points on NYCFC and try to close that gap and eventually pass them. And yeah, at the, that last home game of their, the year, their midweek game with Atlanta is next midweek, not this okay. coming. Just that's what I confused with. But but yeah, but I do see like some there's some like positive angle of getting the two seed, in that you get an easier first round playoff game. And and like what that's one thing we like, the Union. Um, that was their main goal going to the season is win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And okay. if we get our first playoff game against a seven seed versus, uh, you know, playing a winner four of a four or five, five. seed, mm-hmm. uh, like that's a, that's a more winnable game. Okay. And like, I know that's little, that's more short sighted because we're, we're, this team is obviously so, so much quality that we're like looking into possibly MLS cup or like, you know, a deep playoff run. So like, mm-hmm. obviously that doesn't, you know, We'd rather be the front one seed and get the buyout for right, sure. Right, but like right. Just getting, just winning. I just, I just like, like the thing, the thought about winning a playoff game at home just sounds so great. And that's mm-hmm. all I really, I think I only want to think one step ahead or, you know, one step at a time. So getting that two seed isn't like the, the worst thing in the world, just because right, I right. think we could win that game and ha- that'd be really fun. Cool. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Just look at the Western conference. LAFC's obviously got the first round by, but they play the winner of the four or five, which would be RSL who beat them in the playoffs last year or LA galaxy who they've never beat. So that's so, yeah, it just kind of shows where uh, first seed might not be as good as you think, because uh, LAFC is looking at two teams that 
know they can beat them. So yeah, I mean once you, I mean once you get in the playoffs, like every team's gonna be good. Good, yeah. And, but also anything could happen. So I mean DC's not good, but other no, than that's that, true. Yeah, they're they're garbage. So but they did beat Portland yesterday. So other than that, they're garbage. They're a little bit of garbage. That's for all of our DC friends who are listening. Um, so that's playoffs right now. We want to host, and if we are the two, we do host New England, and then we would host the winner of Red Bull in Atlanta. So right. we want to make sure we keep the two. If we're the three, we only get one home game, assuming the two beats the seven. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the playoff breakdown at the moment. Yeah, and so that just – and just the fact that we can talk about that, like, with a, with a little more clarity shows that, like, every game matters – like from now, like like obviously the LA game mattered. Like the Atlanta game matters. Like the, all these games really, really mattered because of this. This seeding is so important. Right. Having home field advantage is incredibly important, especially in this playoff format. So it's just um, it's going to be an intense couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of months. It's going to be fun. Definitely, it's Definitely. so fun that we're already like in this, and it's, we're like we're we ha- we're established. We're we have a home game play home playoff game it, this yeah, year. That's, that's in- insane. Insane. Speaking of insane. <laughs> transition. <laughs> Let's transition to Tommy Smith, our favorite announcer. So I'm watching at home, and uh, anytime you watch on ESPN+, Plus, it's kind of a crapshoot whether you're going to get the home announcers or the away announcers. And anytime we get the away announcers, it's always annoying because they're kind of homer, but sometimes they talk a lot about the union trying to show that they did their research and whatnot. But, it, like, we complain about listening to, say, the Real Salt Lake announcers – which might be a bad example because yeah, that's Brian, Brian, Brian Dunseth. But whoever, we're listening to the away ones and we're like, oh, that kind of suck. But then I was like, imagine if you're, you know, a Toronto supporter listening. Or oh, let me just use LAFC. LAFC person, you turn on ESPN Plus and you have to listen to Tommy Smith. It's like, man, that's got to be awful because he is as much of a homer as there is yeah. within announcing. And like, granted, like he's at least like a well-known name, maybe in in general soccer. But yeah, he's kind of he's a rough listen. It was rough to listen to. I was just like, oh my gosh, like we kind of just like turn off most of this. I love um, JP. He's kind of the voice I grew up listening to as far as soccer, the '94 World Cup and all. But Tommy is rough. Like it's just every foul against the union player is so aggressive it could be just like a standard hands into the back on like a header off a goal kick like goal kick comes up lafc like kind of push the union player in the back and tommy says absolutely shoved him to the ground might as well be a yellow card like unbelievable that he's not getting carded for this it's just like every time but then anytime a union player like like there's a play and sagafi he called an okay game kind of fair both he missed calls both ways i'd say yeah yeah um, but he missed a union player, like hacked down one of the LAFC players at the top of the box. Pretty clear that on the replay, even that the union player got him. And on the replay time, he's like, nope, didn't touch him. Didn't touch him at all. <laughs> it's like clearly a dive. It's like, no, like he definitely got touched. So he's super biased. Um, I also love how Tommy loves to break down measurements of the game. But really what I mean measurements is like, if the goalie was three inches taller, that wouldn't have been a goal. Or on a ball where Casper just missed it, if Casper's boots were two sizes bigger, he would have gotten that ball. <laughs> or if the grass was just... What does a, that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> if the grass was just a centimeter taller, the ball would have held up a little bit. It was just like, he, he's got every measurement of the field down to a T. It's just amazing how, how much. Um, and one other funny thing that cracked me up, there's like a really clear offside 
call. Uh, a player came back to receive the ball. He was offside. Ref has his hands straight up in the air. Flag. Uh, the linesman has flagged straight out. So clearly an offside. Tommy goes, clear handball. Clear handball. Ball to the union. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no. Like, it's very clear. They're like, they're like giving you all kinds of signals to say this is offside. But okay. Okay. So. Yeah. I think maybe we could get a, have a, maybe a, a, another discussion, maybe postseason. Or maybe like what analysts we'd rather have over Tommy. Yeah. Because I think, I think he's. I think we can do better. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's served his role for the union. Yeah, and I think I, again, like it's cool. We have like like JP. It's great. We have JP. We have Tommy. Like they're, they're big names in soccer. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have like that. We have the pool to get these guys. But I'd rather have like like my my uh, my dream pair would be maybe like Bobby Warshaw, and like I don't know, and like Dave Leno or something like get like a guy who's like really 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 good at analyzing a game like like Warshaw is. And I, and like I, I guess I'm like I'm a fan of him, mm-hmm. and then have, like Dave Leno like calls a great, ga- great game. So like you know, like maybe like if you have to downgrade a little bit to get guys that uh, you know, analyze the game a little more, I think it'd be pretty <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. We don't just need a name anymore in the box to uh, get people to watch the game. Sure. So that's just my little Tommy Tommy Smith take as a guy who watched on TV. Cool. Um, so on social media, there was a fight in the River End. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of due to sound like it was due to flag waving. Now neither of us are staying in the River End, so this is kind of all just yeah. We're not we've... we're not uh, in the Sons of Ben or Keystone Ultras, so we don't like Keystone State Ultras. Keystone State Ultras, good call. We don't know like the full I don't know nuance of being in those groups or the whole the whole picture of all these these uh, situations. But one thing I find weird is that those tickets though can be sold just like. To anyone. To anyone. And they're the cheapest tickets in the stadium. So if I'm just like a regular fan who's like, oh, let me find the best deal, that might be a really good deal to me. I'm near a goal. Um, it's a good like deal financially. And even if you hear that it's with those supporters, oh, that's going to be a great atmosphere. That's yeah, really that's going to cool. be really fun. That's, that's cool. And so kind of like the idea, the thought is, should those even be available to be sold to the public? Yeah. What do you think? I, because so I don't know what the best solution is, but I kind of feel like not. Because I feel like that's a, they would say that's the river end is for the supporter section, the mm-hmm. supporters clubs, the, the the sons of Ben and the Keystone State Ultras. It's like it's a, it's a different because it's a different watching experience. Like these guys are singing, these guys and girls are singing, and you know waving flags, and it's not just sitting there watching soccer game. They're 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 kind of a part of the game a little bit more. Definitely, there. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a very different experience than. If you're just trying to like, oh, the union are good this year. I want to go down, check them out, right? Find some cheap here. tickets, and I'm going to sit there. It's it's that's not really the place you want to go to. So I'd ra- I kind of don't think these tickets should be just for the public. And I, that's also like I don't want to like. And it's also tough because like you don't want to like cut people out. Like right. I, I, you I want people it's, to be it's a weird situ- It's a tough situation. How would you ever get like new people to join? How would you get like new people joining the river end if they don't get to experience it firsthand, if they're not in the group, who's in control of selling that yeah. set of tickets then. So maybe like a better solution would be just like, make it very clear that this is what you're getting, getting right. it to yeah, like, there's going to be flag waving, which is the, what, what we understand to be the reason that caused this, this, uh, conflict. Right. Yeah. Like, game. like in the fine print or not even in fine print, like as a, just like a warning, like, Hey, you're in the river end. Your view will be obstructed by flags because the most passionate fans are here. Yeah. Like, they're waving flags and they're chanting the whole game. And, and don't go punching them or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah so, that, and that's what happened. Like people, 
sounded like someone punched someone who was waving a flag. Yeah, like they, they didn't, know. they weren't a fan of the flag being waved. And they obviously they're not going to stop waving flags, so that's what the, the, the supporters will do. So let's go punch someone. And so, yeah, a fight happened. And sorry to those that, uh, those, those ones that been that had to deal with that. And hopefully. And sorry to the person who felt like they had to punch someone. Too. <laughs> obviously, your game experience was not what you were hoping for. So find a different seat next time, hopefully, and yeah. do a little more research about and what you're getting to. But hopefully you enjoyed the, the river. Hopefully you enjoyed the game experience other than the fact that you had to resort to violence. Yeah, deal with your anger a little better, too. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, Sticks but, and so, stones. Uh, and fists may break my bones, but just use your words. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's go positive. I think it's positive. I think, I think uh, a brotherly game... Contributor deserves some good words here. Okay. Go for it. Guy, Joe Lister. Um, I don't even know if you listen. Haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, you admitted on Twitter that you were wrong about your take, that we shouldn't get excited about the union yet. So he put out an article saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. The union are good, but you better slow your horse because let's it not get, get excited. Up, yeah. We've been good before. This union team can let us down, so don't get too excited. And he got a lot of grief and feedback negative positive maybe from us maybe 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 i went off and said not not a good take mr joe but i gotta say on twitter the other day he said that he was wrong and and props to him for recognizing that he was kind of uh that guy who was kind of the voice of the negladelphian who was still expecting the union to not be successful but i am very glad that the team proved you wrong and i'm sure you are too as a union supporter i'm sure he's probably most glad out of anyone that the union are doing well so i just want to give joe if you're listening props to you for admitting that you are wrong uh and this union team is for real i'm glad you see it now too i'm glad they were able to prove that they were for real and that they were able to show you that they uh are a legit competitor for mls cup Right now, one of the top five teams to win MLS Cup, uh, MLS Cup according to odds makers, I think it's like LAFC, Atlanta, NYC, LA Galaxy, and the Union. So some elite company that we're in, in competition with still yep. here in the middle of September, nice. heading into MLS Cup playoffs, presented by Audi. I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, Doobie Brothers presented by Audi. <laughs> Throw us an Audi. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, no, good shout. Good shout to Joe. I think, yeah, I think it's fun that... Um, I don't know. It's, it's like Joe, like he sticks up to his points, even if like we like we don't agree with him all the time. Like, like even this this Marco Fabian article he wrote, like I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but like he sticks to his points and he and he has like actual conversation and like back and forth with people that disagree with him. And it's not just like this is what I think and that's and that's final. Like he's you know it's it's more of a I don't know a real conversation. Like when we see like on Twitter going back and forth with people that disagree with him, it's 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 more. Uh, productive i guess this, yeah this conversation even if we disagree speaking of being productive here's something that I was kind of just um tim mcdermott mentioned today on twitter that uh the union were on page d9 of the inquirer sports section um nine's pretty far back there i, I don't even get the inquirer but i i know newspapers and you want to be and, on one and d isn't the first letter of the alphabet d is not i, I believe that's the sports section though if i oh, okay if I, I guess that's how that works newspapers then. okay work. okay okay um and so uh, our friend El, pa- 
El Parcero. Uh, El Parcero. Parcero. Maybe. Formerly Johnny Football. Right? Am I speaking to the right person? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you should go follow him because he, he put out a cool tweet that said, you got us, like, Philly Inquirer is not representing the full union fan base and giving us the respect that we all need. But go follow guys like the Doobie Brothers, El Parchero, El, uh, uh, Joe Tanzi, Kevin Kincaid, follow uh, Matt Ralph, of course, our guy. Yeah, Brotherly Game, Philly Brotherly Soccer Page. Game, Philly Soccer Page. You got to follow that because we got to get those clicks, got to get that. Uh, the listens, the, the, the listens. communication. The, yeah. You know, the, the because big news outlets aren't going to cover the team. And so yeah. I thought that was cool, cool action, kind of a call to action by him to say, like, I don't care if you like us or not. Yeah. Yeah, for like, me, with, follow someone. Yeah, for me, with, with, um, MLS like national coverage, like I never really got bothered by it. Like I, I always like I think it's cool. Like it, like I like I guess I mentioned like I think it's cool that um like Sean Brace has like this this big uh, like Philly um, sports radio and he and he talks about the union with uh like with a lot of like respect and and, and intelligence. But um, like it's I don't like need that. Like I feel like there's other outlets like these smaller outlets that that, that I can get that and I can get my my union uh, my union content and my union fix. And uh, I, I think that's that's kind of cool, too. It's cool to find those little niches where you find these like, oh, this is another this person, you know, is covering the game and they're doing really doing it really well. So I'm going to just follow them. And I don't need like ESPN to like, you know, cover every single MLS game or whatever. And, and you know, go in depth with all like like they do with NFL and all these mm-hmm. things like it's mm-hmm. it's not something we really need. So like having these little like kind of independent outlets and everything, it's. It makes it, and it's kind of fun to follow those. It's, it's, it yeah. makes it more, uh, maybe more organic or something. I got you, but you yeah. gotta give, you gotta give, I don't know, we gotta get some, some momentum going. The team's doing so well. You want guys like Views from the Bridge, All Three Points Podcast, Bros Talking Soccer, all these people oh, are yeah. putting out such good content that, like, you don't just need the Philly Inquirer or some big paper to get to your action. Be sure you're looking and trying to find the, the guys who know what they're talking about. Um, it's not and, us. And kind of There's got to be other people out right. there. Right. I know. And it's like these people, the like, I don't know, it's kind of like the smaller people like us. Like, we do it just because we have a love for the team and love for the game. Like, you it's more, it. it's less of like a job requirement. Like, we, it's, we do this for fun. We're not doing this for any other reason. I mean, w- yeah, we both quit our jobs and we're making <laughs> huge money out of it. I'm living in your basement. This <laughs> is the Aldi Doopie Brothers podcast now. Um, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah I mean, obviously, like, we, it's, there's no negative uh, like outcome of like getting more more coverage from from bigger outlets, but uh, yeah, make sure still, you we don't. Yeah, we still have all these other ones that are doing great work too. Yeah, we appreciate you listening to the Doopy Brothers podcast, but make sure you're checking out other people too. Yeah, uh, Brotherly Games putting out stuff all the time. Check their daily links and everything. It's always always good to check out what they're putting out as well as all the other union stuff uh if you're unsure message us and we'll, we'll point you in the direction of some other people to listen to and yep. read about so let's preview red bull let's go to red bull all right so here's the preview this is all we got for our preview and then we're gonna make predictions unless you want to talk more um how do you got them we kind of like you talked a lot yeah we've talked we've talked a lot you've heard enough of our voice last time we played red bull it was at home we went down 2-0, came back. It was the El Sino game. We won 3-2. This game is at Red Bull, and the preview that we have is five simple words. We all hate Red Bull. 
All right, podcast over. So all right, so what's your prediction for the game? We all hate Red Bull. What's your um, prediction? I think we're gonna, we're gonna win. Uh, I think Red Bull are kind of on a a, a downslide. Uh, seems like they're not happy with Chris Armis. Um, More like Chris Legless. Bradley Wright Phillips isn't. I don't even know if he's healthy right now. But even if he is, he's not the Bradley Wright Phillips of previous years. Um, I'm not scared of Brian White or whatever other striker they have up there. Um, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win 2-0. Two, two <laughs> it's funny you said 2-0. I was going to say 2-0 too, but I'm, I'll go, um, let's see. I'll go with another, I'll go 3-1. Same thing I said last week, but I'll go 3-1. Right, Phillips did get the start this past week against Seattle. They just lost 4-2 to Seattle. Bradley Wright Phillips did get the start. Um, their team is pretty nameless. I mean, get the, they got Aaron Long. I guess he's pretty decent playing for the national team. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, um, I mean, they, yeah, they Royer, have good players. but Robles, but otherwise, uh, I got a guy named Buckmaster playing left back. Get out of here, number 91. <laughs> that guy's got a great name, though. It is, yeah. It's a Rosenberry-esque, I'd say, Buckmaster. Anyway, so you say 2-0. I say 3-1. Um, let's go, Union. Who do you, who are you going to score? Who you got scoring for the Union here? Um, who do I have scoring? I have scoring. Let's go with Montero. And and Santos. Ooh, Santos yeah. getting I'm on the board. It up. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to go 3 1 for the good guys. I got Casper getting another goal. Fafa getting on the board. Nice. I'll go the kid Aronson following up a goal, getting a rebound, scoring another one. Or maybe dribbling through the defense like he against, did against uh, LAFC. So 2 0, 3 1, 2 games where we win by a margin of two. Um, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. One last sign on this. One, okay. Do you think Fabian makes an appearance? Ooh, do I think Fabian makes an appearance? Uh, <laughs> I'll say yes. I think I think he's back, whether he's uh, off the bench or starting. I, th- I think he'll be up, come off the bench. I think he will make an appearance. Okay. Your thoughts? I'm a little skeptical. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, we'll see. You I, think he's mm, cool? I, yeah, I mean, out of the eighteen, maybe I don't know. Like, it just seems like a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, obviously, I hope he's I hope he's involved. But we'll see. I, you know, I'm fine either way. At this cool. point, because I think this team's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty cool. Larry David. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Doobie Brothers podcast presented by The Really Game. We appreciate everything. Uh, tell your friends about us. Friend, I don't know how many you got. And we'll uh, talk to you next week after we get another three points from New York Red Bull. Yeah, and uh, give us some, I don't know, ratings, review us, whatever. Uh, that's what all other podcasts say, so yeah. we should say it, too. Yeah, I guess it's good for people. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure AJ was lying the last time when he said we, we had reviews, but we don't. We like a so. thousand reviews at this point. <laughs> you can be with number 1,001. So Do it. Get I on d- it. I dare you guys. Do it. Dare you. All right, bye. <laughs>